Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. Good morning, Mission Church. We are so glad that you decided to log on with us this morning at Mission Church at home. My name is Joe Little. I'm the youth pastor here at Mission Church. And if it's your first time here, we just want to say thank you for checking this out and for logging in with us this morning, whether you're at the 845, the 1015, or the 1145 with our awesome youth team. Shout out to our youth team. Love you guys. And before I even get started into the message, I want to make sure I give a huge shout out to our lead pastors, Tyler and Rachel Johnson. We love you guys. We're so thankful to be a part of what you're doing here in the East Bay area at Mission Church. And if you love Tyler and Rachel Johnson, go ahead and put your favorite emoji into the comment section. I'm talking some flames. I'm talking some praying hands. Make sure that you let them know that you love them, that you support them. And we're so thankful to be a part of Mission Church. Well, this morning I want to preach out of Luke chapter 5. And the title of this message, if you're taking notes, is going to be, That's Not What I Ordered. Because if you've ever been at a restaurant and you're out and you're eating and the waiter brings out your food and when you look down at your food that you were so excited to eat, you realize that it's not exactly what you asked for. Or maybe it is what you asked for, but it's not done exactly as you might have wished it would have been done. And this is funny when we talk about maybe when we're out to eat or when we're at a restaurant, but how do we respond when this happens with our relationship with God? And what I've learned is that this is sometimes the times when we have the most fear, we have the most anxiety and the most stress. But what I've also learned is that this is normally the times that God's doing his greatest work, that God's doing something special. But how do we respond when God doesn't do the exact thing that we thought that he was going to do? Or maybe when we've prayed for something and God doesn't do what we thought that he would. And that's exactly where we find the characters in our story this morning. You see, our character doesn't really have a backstory. He doesn't really have a name. All that we know about him is that he's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. He can't walk. He has to lay on this mat. And then he hears about this man named Jesus. And In Luke chapter 5, it says, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who who speaks blasphemy, who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Let's pray one more time before the preaching of God's word. God, I thank you for all the things that you're doing in our lives, God, even when we might not be able to understand it, even when we might not be able to comprehend exactly what you're doing, God, I thank you that you're still with us, that you're still for us. 
And God, I say a special prayer, God, for your team, God, the Los Angeles Lakers. God, I know that people in this church, God, have backslidden and they are fans of the Golden State Warriors. God, I just pray that you just forgive them for they do not know what they do. And we just pray an extra amount of blessing for your team, the Los Angeles Lakers. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Now, Something to know about me is that I'm not a huge birthday person. Like, I'm, I like birthdays, I like being celebrated, I like going out to eat, but I'm not a huge birthday person. Like, there are people who are birth month people. There are people who know exactly where to go to get their free steak on their birthday. Now, I'm not exactly a huge birthday person, but one year, my wife decided that she was gonna surprise me for my birthday. So she literally packed the bag. All I had to do was show up. So I get in the car and we're driving and we start going kind of in this place that was kind of like a country area. So I'm starting to kind of get a little freaked out a little bit. Like it kind of looked like the movie Get Out. So I don't really know where we're going. I don't know what we're doing. And then in the middle of me not knowing what we're doing, where we're going, we stop at a stop sign or a stoplight. And she actually tells me, she pulls out a t-shirt and says, hey, I'm going to have you be blindfolded so that you don't know where we're going. So now I'm really freaking out. Now I'm really nervous. I have no idea what we're doing. I'm not the kind of person who really enjoys surprises. I do somewhat, but not to this extent. So we're doing this and then we're trying to, you know, keep the conversation going because I'm blindfolded. You know, anyone who might've driven past our car probably would have been a little bit confused. So she asked me, she says, where do you think that we're going? And I remember that when we were driving, I had seen a sign that talked about skydiving. So I think, are we going skydiving? So I ask her, I say, are are we skydiving today? And she just is dead silent. So I'm like, oh, I got her. Like, this is exactly what we're doing. We're going skydiving. And she goes, well, why, why do you think that? And I say, oh, I just think we're going skydiving. And then I start to think to myself, wait, I don't want to go skydiving. Like, this makes no sense. I would never go skydiving. I'd never wanted to go skydiving. This is a terrible surprise. Like, this is literally going to be a nightmare. So she literally is like, well, why do you think we're going skydiving? And I'm like, oh, man, so I'm going to have to go through with it. And then she says, well, what if we already paid? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, now I'm just out all of this money. We're about to go skydiving. What is going on? So we finally pull into the area, and I'm still blindfolded. I have no idea what's going on, and she's takes a deep breath, and she says, okay, you can take the blindfold off. So I take the blindfold off, and we are at the carnival. She is literally dying in the driver's seat. She is thinking it is hilarious, and I'm like, are you kidding me? This whole time, I thought we were going skydiving, and she says, do you know me at all? Like, you know that I wouldn't go skydiving. And it's funny because the frustration that I was feeling and the anxiety that I was feeling was all a result of me forgetting who was in the driver's seat. The, the anxiety, the emotions that I was feeling were all a result of me forgetting who was in charge. And I think that this is the way that a lot of our lives look when it comes to our relationship with God, to where we believe that if God doesn't behave a certain way, then he can't be a certain way. And then we start making statements like, well, a good God wouldn't let bad things happen like this. A good God wouldn't let disease run rampant through our country. A good God wouldn't let social injustice happen for hundreds of years because we believe that if God doesn't respond to our situation that we expect him to respond, then he can't have the character that we expect him to have. But if you're watching this online and you say that you're a Christian and Jesus is your Lord and Savior and and you've given your life to Jesus, yet your faith in God is determined by the looks of your situation, then might I respectfully ask you to ask yourself, 
if you are truly living the life of faith that you think that you are. If you are a Christian and you're watching this online and you've given your life to Jesus and you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, yet your faith in God is determined by how he responds to your situation, then might I just respectfully ask you to ask yourself if you are following God's plan for your life and God's purpose for your life and what God wants for your life or is God following you? And this is gonna sound a little bit awkward. It might sound a little bit weird and it might even sound a little bit funny, but I'm thankful for the prayers that didn't get answered. I'm thankful for the jobs that I didn't get. I'm thankful for the relationships that didn't work out. Come on, somebody just stood up in their living room and said, amen. I'm thankful for the anxiety or the fear, the times that I didn't know what was going on because it was in those moments that I realized that God was working all along. And the main thing that I want you to get from this talk today, the main thing that I just want you to leave with is, and I, I gotta be honest, I stole it from a song that we sing here at, at this church, but it's even if I can't see it, God is still working. The main thing that I want you to leave from this talk today is even if I can't see it, God is still working. Even if it doesn't feel like it, even if I'm not exactly sure what's going on, God is still working. You see, I don't want a faith that is determined by my situation. I want a faith that is determined by what God has done in my life and that can stand firm no matter what might be going on. And I love the way that this story starts. It says, some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. And growing up, I, I pretty much played one sport. I played basketball pretty much my whole life. It was what I loved. It was what I did. I got the opportunity to play in college. It was, it was my favorite sport by far. But when I was little, I did one of those, you know, YMCA programs to where they make you try every single sport. So growing up, I played a little bit of baseball. Growing up, I played a little bit of soccer. But there was one sport that I could just never get into, and that sport was football. Now, don't get me wrong, now I love football, I love watching football, I even love playing flag football every now and then, but I remember distinctly when I was younger and I went to my first football practice. And the football practice started, you know, okay, like we started running some laps, you know, around, around the field and things like that, and we're running, and I'm like, okay, this makes sense, you know, you gotta be in shape to play football. And then we started doing some up-downs, and I was like, okay, I don't really like this that much, but it, it all makes sense, it's all a part of the, the sports culture. And then came this moment that for every single football player is like Christmas in the fall. And it is the moment when you put the pads on. And we were ready to get ready to put the pads on. And we were about to go and we were getting fitted for our shoulder pads. I got my shoulder pads on and I'm feeling like a boss. They're putting everything on me. They're putting all the jerseys on me. And then came this moment where we had to put on the helmet. And I'm not super claustrophobic, but I have minor claustrophobia. And what happened was they put the helmet on me and I immediately took it off. Like this is literally six year old me and they put a helmet on and I immediately take it off. And the coach is like, Joe, you have to wear a helmet. Like we're not gonna let you play football if you're not gonna wear the helmet. So he tries to put the helmet back on me and I take it back off. And then he says, Joe, like you don't understand, you cannot play football without the helmet. And needless to say, that was my last football practice of my life. But it's hilarious because that one detail that one thing stopped me from playing a sport that I actually could have enjoyed. You see, that one detail, which don't get me wrong, it's a very important detail that you wear your helmet when you play football, but that one detail stopped me from playing a sport that I could have loved. So my question for you, Mission Church, on a Sunday morning or whatever day you might be watching this, 
is what obstacles are standing in the way between you and your relationship with God. What obstacles, what, what details, what circumstances are standing in the middle between you and your relationship with God. You see, what I love about this story is that in verse 19, when it says that these men approached the house and when they got to the house and they found out that there was no way, they decided to make a way. You see, they didn't decide to go back home even though that would have made sense. They didn't decide to turn around even though they had every right. But what they decide to do is stay there and they decide to get their healing because these men knew the power of perseverance. You see, they say, I'm not leaving the presence of Jesus until I get what I came for. I'm not going back home in the same condition that I came here in because these men understood that there is power in perseverance. You see, some of you might be in here today and you're going through something and you're feeling like quitting, but let me tell you something. If God hasn't said it's over, it's because it isn't. Some of you might be going through something right now, and you feel like it's over. You feel like you can't go on, but let me tell you something. If God hasn't thrown in the towel, then you shouldn't either, because the God that we serve is known for doing miracles. The God that we serve is known for making the miraculous happen. You don't have to give up at the sign of obstacles. You don't have to give up when things get hard, but we actually serve a God that says if you persevere and you stay true and you stay in what he has you in, that you'll make it out and that your better days will be ahead of you. And then continuing on in this story, it says, when they could not find a way to do this, when they couldn't find a way inside because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? And there are very few things that are my pet peeves. There are very few things that I say would annoy me, but one of the things that annoy me is car trouble. I hate having car trouble. I hate when my car breaks down. I hate having to go to the auto shop. If you work at an auto shop, please don't be mad at me, but I hate when I have to go to your establishment. And here's the reason why. A couple weeks ago, I went to an auto shop and I didn't really need anything with my car. It had just been time for an oil change. So I go to the auto shop and crazy me, I think I'm gonna go to the auto shop, ask for an oil change, and, and that's all that they're gonna wanna do to my car. So I walk in and I say, hey, I just, I just want an oil change. So he says, okay, that's no problem at all. We have an opening right now. We just need to go check out your car, you know, check, make sure we get all the information and then we'll do the oil change for you. You can go have a seat. We have snacks, we have a TV. I'm like, this is great. This is amazing. I'm actually gonna come here and I'm only gonna get an oil change. Like this is the first time that's ever happened. So then the guy comes out and he has this big piece of paper with him. And he starts going through all of the things that need to happen to my car because of things like the mileage. Need, now, don't get me wrong, I don't have that many miles on my car. So he really was honestly just trying to get his money. I can't, I can't blame you for that. I would do the same thing. But he then goes on and on and on. And then he gets to the price, which might I say is a lot more than it would be for the oil change. <laughs> but the reason why this frustrates me, the reason why I, I don't really enjoy when this happens is because that's not what I came for. I didn't come for all the, all the other things that might be wrong with my car, which means that I'm probably driving around in a car that has a lot wrong with it, but I didn't come for all the extra things that you said that needed to get done. I came for the oil change. And this would have been the exact way that 
this man would have felt in this moment. You see, this man would have been carried for a long while. He would have been dragged up on this roof. They would have torn a hole through this roof, laid him down at the feet of Jesus. And I mean, he's ready. He's ready. The anticipation is killing him. He's ready for his healing. He's ready to be able to dance. He's ready to hit the Cupid shuffle, the cha-cha slot. I mean, he's ready to reverse, reverse. And Jesus is looking at this man and he's blown away by his faith. I mean, he's blown away by what he's done. He thinks it's amazing. He says, wow, that is am- look at what you have done. You've came all this way just to be laid at my feet. He says, wow, your sins are forgiven. I want to walk. Like, Jesus, that's, that's real cool. That's some, that's some spiritual stuff right there. But do you not see that my legs are, are not working? Do you not see that I am on this mat? Do you not see that, that I have an actual issue? Like, that's great, and that's real spiritual. I get it. I understand it. You know, my sins are forgiven. Amen. That's great. But I, I want to walk. And what Jesus would have known is that in this culture— The reason why someone in this man's predicament would have felt that they were paralyzed or would have felt that they were blind or would have felt that they had had a disability was because they believed that someone who was either close to them or they themselves had made a mistake and this was God punishing them for it. So Jesus would have known this and the people in the crowd would have been upset. I mean, they would have seen this man lowered through the roof and been like, are you kidding me? You just got lowered through a roof that's not even yours and laid in front of Jesus. You're not even social distancing and you're doing all of this just to get something that you probably put yourself in, just to get yourself out of something that was probably your fault. So Jesus knew that he could have healed this man, that he could have did this amazing miracle in this man's life and he could have stood up and walked out of the house, yet he still could have felt like he was a sinner. You see, Jesus knew that he could have done something amazing in this man's life. He could have given him his ability to walk, something that he wanted so badly, yet he still could have walked out of that room and felt like he didn't belong. And Jesus says, no way, no way. Before we even get to your physical healing, you need to know that you are loved. Before we even get to the fact that you can't walk, you need to know that you are forgiven because Jesus will never fix the fruit of your issues without fixing the root of your issues. You see, Jesus will never fix the fruit of your issues, and that's it. Jesus will always fix the root of your issues. He says, you came to have your legs healed, but I came so that you could have salvation. He says, you came so that you could walk, but I came so that you know that you belong. Some of you are here this morning, and you are watching because you are having financial issues, and Jesus says, I came so that you could have true confidence. Some of you are watching this right now and the only reason you logged in was because your kids have been acting crazy and Jesus says, I came so that you could have peace because Jesus will never fix the fruit of your issues without fixing the root of your issues. One pastor even says it this way. He says, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. You see, the God that we serve doesn't just wanna fix the fruit of your issues. The God that we serve doesn't just wanna fix your behavior, but he actually wants to give you life. He actually wants to give you peace. I don't need a God that just wants to fix the way that I talk or fix the way that I dress or fix the way that I maybe do some things. I need a God that's gonna change my heart. I need a God that's gonna change my soul. I need a God that's gonna change my life. This is the God that we serve. This is the God that we believe died for your sins. Jesus doesn't want to just fix the fruit of your issues. He doesn't want to just fix your behavior. He doesn't want to just modify the things that you have done, but he actually wants to change everything about you. And I love how this story ends. It says, right in verse 22, it says, Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. 
Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. And me and my wife have been married for about two and a half years, and I remember when we first got married and we went on our honeymoon. Now, we had the great opportunity to go on our honeymoon in Cancun. So we got to go to Cancun. We were at the beach every single day. We were at the pool every single day. Yes, we went to both. We were in an all-inclusive resort, which means that you get to eat what you want, when you want, and as much as you want. So it was amazing. I mean, we are enjoying ourselves. And I was talking to one of my friends about it, and it was hilarious because I was saying, like, yeah, man, the, the honeymoon is great and, and the honeymoon is awesome, but I got to be honest, I'm just excited to go back home and start life. I'm just excited to go back home and just do life with my wife and to live in our house and, and to do life every single day. And he said, oh, man, that's, that's super normal, bro. Like, that's exactly how we felt. Like, because what happens is people go to the honeymoon and they want to stretch it out and make it last forever, but the honeymoon's not what lasts forever. It's like when you do life, that's what lasts forever. And I just began thinking, how often do I do that in, in my own life? To where I take something that is supposed to just be for a moment, you know, like maybe a mistake or maybe an experience, something that's supposed to be for a season and supposed to be temporary, and I try to make it permanent. And this isn't to make light of our experiences because a lot of us will go through some very heartbreaking times, but we aren't supposed to live there. And this isn't even to make light of our mistakes because a lot of us will make detrimental mistakes and heartbreaking mistakes, but they aren't supposed to be who we are. And this man would have been identified by his condition. I mean, he would have been defined by the fact that he couldn't even use his legs. Every single decision that he made every single day would have been made to accommodate the fact that he was paralyzed. And what Jesus does is he looks at this man who has his friends by his side, this man who has done amazing things to try to get at his feet. He goes to this man who has friends by his side and faith in his heart, and he says, yes, your sins are forgiven. Yes, my grace is sufficient for you. Yes, I love you right as you are. But I also love you too much to let you stay there. It's, it's time to get up. I love you too much to let you stay in your brokenness. I love you too much to let you stay in your pain. I love you too much to let you stay in your heartache. It's time to get up and it's time to move forward. You've stayed too long in darkness. You've stayed too long in pain. You've stayed too long in guilt and in shame. I've created you to get up and I've created you to move forward. You don't have to worry if it was your sin that put you there. You don't have to worry if it was your mistake that got you on this mat because no matter how you you got there, no matter who might have put you there, Jesus died so that you don't have to stay there. God hasn't called you to live your life stuck. He's called you to get up. God hasn't called you to live a life that is paralyzed and crippled by fear and shame. He's called you to get up. You see, you don't have to live in this guilt and shame and take these things that are supposed to be for a season and make them permanent. Because of Jesus and what he's done on the cross, we can now have the power to get up we can now have the power to move forward and see him do amazing things in our lives. Because even when I don't see it, even when I might not feel it, God is still working, he still has a plan, and he's doing something amazing in our lives. Well, I love you guys. I wanna make sure that I give you the opportunity today. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, all that means is that you just want Jesus to be a part of your life. And if that's you this morning, I would love to just give you the opportunity to do that today. And if that's you, I would love for you to just put in the comments, I said yes to Jesus. We wanna make sure that we have a person on our pastoral team reach out to you and, and make sure that we walk with you through that amazing decision. And the second thing that I wanna do is, maybe you're in here today and you feel stuck. You feel paralyzed. You feel maybe it's a mistake that you made. Maybe it's an experience that you had. 
I wanna give you the opportunity to get up today and I wanna pray with you. So if that's you, I just want you to put in the comments, I'm getting up. I'm gonna be the person getting up too. There are things that I need to get up from in my own life and I'm getting up today too. So let's pray and we're so thankful that you decided to tune in this morning for Mission Church. I'm gonna pray and then you guys can go get breakfast, lunch or dinner depending on whenever you might be watching this. But we love you guys and we'll see you next week. God, I just thank you that you give us the power to get up, God. You give us the power to move forward no matter what we might be going through. I thank you, God, that no matter what might have placed us where we are, God, whether someone put us there or whether we put ourselves there, you died on the cross so that we can move forward. Give us grace, give us mercy, and do what only you can do in our lives. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Mission Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Bay Area, we invite you to come join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at missionchurchca.com. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.